Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. life get difficult or challenging, what do you do? I mean, you buckle down, you tell yourself that you're going to just battle through it and possibly even use it to your benefit and thrive? Or do you just give up and fall victim to the adversity and say to yourself, well, bad things always happen to me. And what is the point anyway, right? There's lots of options for ways to get through difficulties and challenges, which then determines how that impacts your ability to attract what you want. And that includes love, of course. But often the biggest obstacle, let's just say it, is usually yourself. And when you carry that obstacle around with you, it becomes your, I like to call it scarlet letter, right? Like it's creating a love shield that either repels or it can even guard against love. I remember, actually, I just came back from my co-ed dating retreat and it was really powerful. And we were talking about this and I recalled a story of a client that I worked with years ago, and it was probably the most profound um, kind of example of what this is. He was this like strapping, good looking guy, came to one of my workshops and he walks into the room and says to me, I need your help. I said, uh, sure. And I'm thinking to myself, what does this guy need my help? I mean, he's, he's good looking. He seemed confident. I didn't, I didn't really understand. And come to tell me that a couple of years back, he had gotten into a car accident and he lost everything. He lost his ability to walk, to talk, to control movements in his body. He was even in a coma for a little bit. And amazingly, he rehabbed himself back. So by the time I talked to him, he he was almost back to normal. And when I say almost, he proceeded to tell me that he is having such a hard time with women, that he thinks that they think he has issues and problems. He had like low confidence in the way he looked. And the only thing that was kind of residual was that Sometimes he had a little tick in his mouth and also some movement in his arms. Well, I didn't even see it because I just saw a great guy, but he saw it and he was leading with it. So every time he would introduce himself to a woman, he would excuse it and talk about it. And we talked about how that is his scarlet letter. So what did I do to help him get over that? Um, He did hire me and I threw him into the wolves of Vegas. So (laughs) we go to Vegas and I am like just teaching him how to be in his confidence and, you know, approach women, but without even talking about the accident, but just really showing up and who he is. And by the end, I think I created a monster because um, one day he was really late meeting me and well, he had a really late night with a woman and that kind of like started everything. And it spiraled into not only just having confidence with women, but within himself, he started moving on to public speaking and inspired others after that. And so I I feel we all carry a scarlet letter. It could be, well, because you were divorced or you were in a toxic relationship, you went through some sort of adversity that now you think defines you. 
But there's different ways of looking at that, right? Life's a journey and it's often riddled with obstacles and and the pursuit of love is no exception. We all face personal challenges that can hinder our ability to form genuine connections with others, but these challenges can lead you to a profound understanding of yourself and ultimately attract the love you truly deserve. To me, adversity is really a gift, but it's in disguise because you don't really see it at the time. And it's not until you're through it and you look back and you say, ah, there's the gift. And maybe you even use it to help and inspire others. Well, that is definitely the case today with me are very two special people who have been through their fair share of challenges and have overcome them tenfold. I can't wait for them to share just, just a few of their, I'm sure, invaluable insights and practical tips on navigating these challenges in the pursuit of love. Um, they are a couple. Um, James Arthur Ray, he is a New York Times bestselling author, philosopher, and consultant who has worked with over 1 million people from 146 countries. And through his coaching and leadership programs, he is the author of six books, including the New York Times bestseller, Harmonic Wealth, and has appeared on numerous TV shows, including Oprah, Larry King, The Today Show, and now on The Charisma Quotient, I'm just saying. And in 2009, he lost everything after a tragic accident and became homeless with $20 million in debt. He has since rebuilt his life using the same strategies he teaches his clients. He even has a story on CNN documentary, Enlighten Us, about that. And Bersaba, his lovely other counterpart, um, her she was born in Iran in 1981 during the Iran and Iraqi war. Growing up, her childhood disappeared into a cloud of death, violence, and instability. She has experienced many traumatic events, such as witnessing the military force, take her parents. And when she was only four years old in, in 2013, she met James and she helped him rebuild his life after he lost everything. As an intuitive consultant, she helps people heal from their past and take their power back. Welcome, James and Bersaba. Thank you for coming. Thanks, Thank Kimmy. You. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. It's good to be here. Yeah. No, your stories are so inspiring. And I mean, I just read a snippet, I'm sure of just everything you've been through, but also what everything that you do, you know, to inspire and help other people. So besides what I just read, I would, I, I guess I'd like to start to hear some of your, each of your story. And then also really what inspired you to kind of pivot and use this to help others. You want to start? That's a big question. <laughs> That's uh, a big question. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, given, uh, I would say, given my background, if, going through something traumatic like that, which a lot of people in some ways can relate to because a lot of things happen to us between birth and 14 and we don't know how to cope with it. So we kind of bury it in our unconscious and we don't deal with it. So then what happens is that we grow up and we have um started having bad behaviors i did i started smoking cigarettes um doing drugs and drinking so that lifestyle was the uh, the effect of the cause which the cause was having a traumatic childhood and when you when i was dealing with that kind of lifestyle to 
for someone who is an addict in any in any way, I don't care if it's uh, drugs, cigarettes, alcohol, um, it could be food, it could sex. it could be sex, it could be any of those things. And what happens is you don't see an out basically you because you've never experienced another lifestyle so a normal let's call it normal <laughs> whatever that is right <laughs> yeah exactly whatever right. that means but to be able to um sit on the couch and not need anything external to make you feel good inside why because you're trying to bury these uh emotional traumas so you don't have to deal with it so and I never thought that something like that could be possible for for me. I never thought a life without, you know, smoking cigarettes is even something that I would be able to experience because every smoker knows when they quit, they will always think about it. And I didn't want to live a life where I will stop smoking, but then yet I'm still thinking about it. So what we did together was, he, well, he didn't know I smoked either. so. <laughs> she, she, she hid it from me for for a long time. She's yeah. pretty sneaky, which kind of scares me, actually. But anyway, <laughs> but so what happened? So then I, when I decided to finally say, okay, this is it. There's, there's no, I can't continue doing this, and I had his help. So what I did was instead of running from all these um, issues that were coming up when I didn't smoke. I dealt with them one by one. So did I. So did he. <laughs> In many it was, ways, it was it was rough. <laughs> it, it was rough. It was. And and he. That's why I know he's not going anywhere because he's um, the, yeah. He's, he's here to stay now. <laughs> yeah. I've paid a big price to be here today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in so many ways, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that was the hook, right? You do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So the um and so in doing so, doing the work, doing the cleanup work, we'll call it. Mm. And I've done that, and I've gotten to a point now, and I the that I live a completely different life. Like I'm a completely different person. I was, I am today than I was six, ten years ago. And for your listeners i would say for those that there is a life possible to be able to basically start all over it's kind of like being reborn again it's it's hard work to do that mm -hmm. and i do that with my clients is when i do these intuitive integration sessions this is the kind of stuff that i help them go back and clean up in their past and but you literally set yourself free. And given I had such a hard upbringing and given his story and how we met was that gave me, you can say, the backbone to be able to stand behind him and get this business going again and for us to 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 work together, because I don't think uh, a faint hearted person could could have done it because of. Um, the things that we've been we've been through together we we've literally built our relationship through war and and that sounds dramatic but it's you know as you as you stated Kimmy 10 years ago I was homeless mm -hmm. 20 million dollars in debt I was in a horrible physical condition yeah I was alone I had not met my lovely wife yet um 
And obviously we're in our home studio here today, 10 years later. So that's all changed. The dad is completely retired. I'm, I'm married to the most amazing woman on the planet. And, you know, if the viewer, if, if, if a married viewer is watching a male, you might disagree with me, but you're wrong because I am married <laughs> to the most amazing woman on the planet you may be wrong. <laughs> and you should argue with me, you know, as well, but nonetheless, um, she, she believed in me and I was not a real attractive prospect. I mean, think about, think about being homeless and laying on mom's couch, 20 sleeping on mom's couch, $20 million in debt at 54 yeah. years of age. That's not a real attractive prospect. And so by the same vein, I know she's not going anywhere when I, because I had nothing to offer her besides who I, who I was and mm -hmm. the potential she saw in me. And when I was making, you know, $10 million a year and living in Beverly Hills, um, one of the dark sides of that, you know, which one of us wouldn't say, oh, I'd love to be on Oprah and a New York Times bestselling author and make millions and millions. But the dark side is you're with someone and you never really know if they're with you or if they're what they can get with what they can get from you. Well, I know with Bersaba because I had nothing to give her besides my heart and and my potential that she saw within me. That's so beautiful. I, I, and I, I think it's, I, I love also that you're on here together because I've like, I have so many questions. So, and, and this is so true. Like when you're going through those hardships, like, because it's so easy to fall victim to that, like I was saying in the beginning. Right. And, and also like your feelings of self-worth when you're, you're going through that, like, how were you able to, I mean, and this is independent from you as a couple, but just each other, just you as a person were able to like pick up and move forward so that you could attract each other. Cause like when you were at that really low point, what made you pivot? Do you want to answer that first? Well, um, let's see when I picked up, I was coming out of my, uh, divorce, my first marriage that failed. And that was, it was, it was a really hard, it was a very bad marriage. It was uh, physically and verbally abusive. Mm. And I had moved from the States to Belgium and that's where, where he lived. So I had to move back to the States and start all over after um, five, six years or so. And I remember when I came back, I mean, I was shattered. I was broken. And what kept me going, it's, you know, it's in those times when you when you really know what you're made of, you know, because when you have nothing and you have nothing external, no, no, no material, nothing, and you're just left with you and you're forced to go inside to see what you're made of. And that's when you as hard as this sounds is that I had to take a hard look at myself and say, OK, where was I? where was I wrong in this relationship? Because every I chose this person. Mm -hmm. I made the decision to go there. This, this is, if I take full responsibility for what happened here, why? Why did I choose this person? Why did this happen? Because I chose it. So the minute I started taking full responsibility for it, then I could start taking the actions to make the changes that I need to make. It, take, it makes you uh, get, grab a really hard look at yourself 
and then you start making the changes necessary. And that that was what led me to where we met. And yeah, I'll let you. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the reality is, is that we we tend, you know, maybe your viewer knows about this little movie called The Secret, which obviously I was in and and I was a yeah. co-author of the book. Uh, I didn't have gray hair then because I wasn't married, oh. but, um, <laughs> you know, um, so funny. yeah, aren't I? Hey, I just want to pause for a second. I don't mean to interrupt your listening, but I have a really important announcement to make. A lot of you are saying that you're feeling really insecure about dating and have that strong desire to feel that sexy confidence when you're getting back out there, especially just feeling magnetic overall. And if that is you, you are not the only one. I've helped thousands of people. And you know this listening to my podcast. If you are listening to my podcast for a while, I help so many people with their confidence and find fulfilling relationships, especially if you're dating later in life. And that is why I'm holding a live co-ed interactive workshop called The First Impression Makeover. In just 60 minutes, you will get my proven techniques to craft your authentic style, master some body language hacks, make unforgettable first impressions and feel empowered to date. And now is the time to feel great about yourself, attract partners you click with and reignite your mojo. The first impression makeover workshop is happening so soon. Oh my gosh, it's around the corner. I just realized that. So get the details, claim your spot now. You can find it in the show notes or go to stophatingdating.com. This is your chance to take control of your dating destiny. Now back to the episode. There, There is a law of attraction. It's not as simplistic as what was, what was purported in The Secret. Mm-hmm. I won't get into that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that that we were attracted to each other. The hard reality is um, emotional similarities attract. Mm. Physical differences attract. It's not as simple as like attracts like. Science debunks that. But emotional similarities attract. We both were broken. Mm. And yeah. and she was attracted to me. She heard me speak at a convention, my very first speech out of prison. And she heard me speak and I was shattered. Uh, but it compelled her because I I was up on stage emoting and and just being raw and real because I was so shattered internally. My entire world model, Kimmy, was shattered. And what I believed about my country and myself and my government and my world and everything was shattered and God. And, and so we were attracted for that reason. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, we didn't stay there. Uh, we we came together out of our pain. And that's why I said we build our relationship through war because we had to then do the battle of climbing out of rock bottom, Mm -hmm. both of us together. And, you know, thank God, I'm very grateful to have Beersaba in my life because if you have someone who believes in you Mm -hmm. and will walk the hard path with you, then you're really, truly blessed. And we're so much stronger, you know, going back to adversity is the mother of strength. It really is. Mm -hmm. And 
it's not popular and I wish it were different, but not liking it doesn't make it not true. It, you know, it's, it's, we grow the most in the crucible of challenge. Yeah. We don't grow the most when we're smelling the roses and drinking the fine wine. We grow the most in the crucible of challenge. Just like Beersheba said, you learn what you're made of. And so for me, I met her very shortly after I, I got back. But when I was standing in the desert, here was the first step. And I believe Beersheba nailed it. I had to take responsibility. Okay you're here. You've created this. No, I haven't. You know, the legal system created this and, and the the government created it. No, 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 no. Okay. You created this. And what's the reason you did it? What, if you, if you can imagine you created this, why did you do this? How are you responsible? And, and mm. that's the first step is to take the responsibility. And then the next step is to dig deep. I had to ask myself, who am I? And if you ask that question of most people, Kimmy, they'll say, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. No, that's not who you are. That's something that you do. Oh, I'm a, I'm a mom or a dad. No, that's a role that you play. That's not who you are. Who you are is so much more than that. Mm -hmm. And, and so I had to get down to the core of who I am apart from all the accoutrements and all the accolades and all the things that I thought had made me who I was. And then I had to ask myself, well, what do you want to do with the next chapter of your life? I call this uh, James Arthur Ray 3.0, which tells you that there was a 1.0 and a 2.0, and those those weren't always pretty either. But nonetheless, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Because here's the thing I would say to the viewer. If you're still here, there's a reason why you're here. Yeah. There's a purpose and a plan. You might not be able to see it, but God has it. And, and if you weren't meant to be here, you'd be gone. And the fact that you're here means you still got something to do and something to contribute. So I had to find within myself, what am I going to do with the next phase of my life? And very shortly thereafter, I met Beersheba and, and, you know, the rest is history. I love so much of what I'm like, I was like taking notes. Cause I'm like, Oh, I don't want to forget that point. You know, just to summarize, like there's some key things that both of you pointed out into the success of attracting, like kind of that thing that you want. That's that has that reciprocal nature in it too. Like, I think first of all, what you said was so powerful and that like you, it, it wasn't about, the guy, it wasn't about what happened to you. It was about you and how you had the power to attract that, but also repel it at the mm. same time, which is huge because until like, you can't change other people. All you can do is look at you. And to me, that's where the power is, you mm. know, and I see it like that. And, and the other thing, um, you know, James, what you said was awesome about the vulnerability piece too. When you were like, there I was stripped naked basically and raw. And I had to just expose myself and say, here, this is how I'm feeling. And that's, I think, part of why you were able to like bond because, you know, you hear the term trauma bonding all the time. I mean, and even though you were trauma bonding, but you were doing it like together and with total like acceptance and growing together. I think anytime something is like lopsided, right? Like when you're overgiving or, or taking, 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 that's when we see 
where it's not reciprocal, it's toxic and that kind of thing. So I, I, I think that is so important when it comes to attracting what you want, no matter what your challenge and trauma is. Yeah. yeah, we were um, on a podcast recently and and the young lady works with women primarily. Mm -hmm. And you might remember this. She said, after you told the story of how you met me and where I was, she said, I normally tell my clients, don't go after that guy. Oh. You know, he's laying yeah. on mom's couch. <laughs> and and why why did you go after that guy? And And I'll let you... Do you remember how you answered that? I think I believe. Well, I mean, the I knew that he 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 wasn't that guy because he wasn't the type of guy that was going to lay around on the couch and do nothing. <laughs> right. Yeah, I I've always been very driven, and I I wasn't going to stay in mom's in mom's home for very yeah. long. And and no, because the question was, don't go after men who you think have potential to be someone or something, right? Right. <laughs> I but I think that. you nailed it, Kimmy, when you said it was reciprocal because it wasn't just one way. So no, it wasn't like right. he had a savior complex or I had a savior complex. We exactly. both be saved and and we both had the tools and the and the strength and the and the wherewithal yeah. and the willingness to help each other move forward. And we also mm -hmm. neither one of us were going to to settle for not moving forward. True. We were both totally committed. Hey, we're either going growing together or we're going to grow apart. Period. Mm -hmm. And and that I think is what yeah, was very sure. powerful. Well, and not to lose yourself in that process. I mean, I think that's also really important. Is as you were growing together, you also were finding your purpose independent from one another. And it, it's so true. Like I ask that question all the time. Like, what do you want? Like. 80% of the time, people can't really tell me what they want, right? And and if you really like, you know, nail it down, but then like, well, who are you? What's your purpose? They'll answer it in the way that you said, James, like, well, you know, I, I do this for a living. I I give this to people. It's like not what you do for others and, and that, but like, who are you inherently as a person? And like, until that you really get to that, that's when all the other magic starts happening too. Mm-hmm. True. Yes. Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. I love that. Well, you mentioned this little book called. <laughs> oh, I, I, I love that. First of all, I think that's an amazing book about, you know, the attraction factor, too, because um, everyone has these different theories and, and people sometimes call it woo woo, you know, like, you know, just put yourself out there and you'll attract what you want. It's like, okay, well, what does that really mean? I'd love for you to share, you know, just maybe a little more about that. Like, what is your philosophy in attracting what you want? Well, in my my New York Times bestseller, Harmonic Wealth, I talk about a, a approach that I call going three for three. Mm -hmm. And this was not covered, you know, mo my... With all due respect, I have the utmost respect for being part of the secret. It it blew me into a whole worldwide arena. And yet some of my best material was left on the editing room floor because it wasn't part of the vision of the producer. And so that being said, the way it was presented basically is that you visualize a bicycle and you go out the next morning and open the door and there's a bicycle. Well, how's that one working for you? It's probably not. And so what I talk about in Harmonic Wealth is a principle I call going three for three. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts, feelings, and actions 
all must be firing in alignment. You look at anybody who's creating what they desire and deserve, they're going three for three. You look at anyone who's not creating what they desire and deserve, they're maybe going one for three or two for three, but you have to go three for three. You can you can visualize all day long and they'll come take your furniture away. All right. I mean, that's not gonna <laughs> that's not gonna work for you. Or right. it's you- the same thing with like people will come to me, well. I'll just manifest my man. Like I have the vision. I'm like, well, what are you doing to get that though? Like, that's great that you have the vision, right? And who do you have to become? First of all, who is your man? What are the characteristics? Bishop should tell you her story about how she got her man Um, because it's fascinating and has to do with the secret, by the way. But nonetheless, who, what are the characteristics and qualities of your man? And then secondarily, who do you have to become yes, so on. that when he shows up, he will be attracted to you, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the big part. And then where does your man, um, where does your man or your woman spend their time? What social gatherings are they in? What restaurants do they eat at? What churches do they attend? You know, so on and so forth, because that's the action part. You have you have to get out and, and make that happen for you. You should tell her your story. <laughs> I need to hear the story. You teased me with that story. Now you got it. This is oh, good. So, come clean story, so the story goes, um, this was before I, I even got married the first time. So I was watching The Secret one night and I kind of fell asleep. And I remember his part came on and whatever he was talking about. And the Bikini. way you were talking about some kind of like you wake up in the morning, this routine. And I was just following along in the story. And I'm like, you know, I'd really like to meet a guy like him. And that's all I said. I I didn't think that, you know, it would be exactly him. But <laughs> I said I'd like to meet a guy like him, like from that that caliber. Well, little did I know that what I had to go through to become the person to be able to be in a relationship with a well, turned out to be exactly him. <laughs> this case <laughs> something people don't uh think about is that you have to go through this uh gestation period of what you ask for and then you have to go through the trials and and this you know whatever growth or suffering or whatever you have to go through to to achieve that because a minute like you set an intention for something that's let's say it's high for you at that time then you have to think about all the obstacles that you've also attracted that you have to get past so that you can achieve what you want. That's such a fundamental point. Yeah. So many people want to complain about their obstacles. You create your own obstacles. The minute you choose an intention, you create the obstacles that you have to overcome in the journey to get there. Mm -hmm. And the obstacle is the way. Yeah. The obstacle is away. So what has to happen for you to get grateful about the obstacle and say, hey, the obstacle is reinforcing to me that I'm moving in the direction that I choose. And we're, I mean, we're dealing with that right now. This is something we (laughs) this is not something we we don't live on a daily basis. We're we're dealing with some big obstacles in our business right now that have been have there's a situation that's thrown us a sucker punch and and but we know that we're going where we're going and we know that these obstacles are things that have to be overcome to get us to where we've chosen to go and we have to become the people that can overcome those obstacles because the reason you choose an intention 
is not to achieve the intention. You choose the intention to become the person worthy of accomplishing that intention, whether it's a mate or or a business or whatever whatever it might be. It's so, so true. And, and, and I would say also like with those obstacles, it's perspective as mm. well. It's, it's your mindset, it's your approach, it's your perspective, because what you say out loud and what you see in front of you is, is what you see. Like people will come to me all the time that there are no good men out there. Like, oh, women are drama queens. And I, usually my response is, I believe you. Like, I believe that you believe that that's, right? Right? Like, because that's all you're seeing, because that's all you're seeing, right? But what if you saw something different? But like you said, setting that intention and putting a different pair of glasses on where you are, you're seeing the same world, I call it the matrix, you're seeing the same world, but suddenly it's different. Mm -hmm. Given some direction, given different mindset and the perspective, because you, you, and again, it goes back to like that control that you, we all have within what I love about you, like even the obstacle, whatever that is in your business or that you're embarking upon. Now you have experience to draw upon that you've gotten through adversity before and you can do it again. And now how you can use it. And I think that's the other thing as, as you keep having that sometimes, like, I don't know about you, but sometimes I enjoy the adversity now. Cause like, I, I know I've gotten through, I'm like, Oh wait, this is my, my chance to like lean into it, you know, and, and use it as a tool. I don't know if you guys have that. I'm, I'm doing my best to do that. I'll be <laughs> honest. I still, I still have my moments and yeah. bring myself back to center, <laughs> you know? And so do I, we, everyone is human. And, and one of the things that, that we, we are really, passionate about is to is to be real because yeah. there's so many people in the personal performance leadership industry whatever you want to call it that are painting these rosy pictures and they're not real and so consequently what happens is people look at, at people on stage and they go oh my god their life is perfect what's wrong with me yeah. well there's nothing wrong with you because i know that person i've been behind the stage behind the curtain with them and they've got the same struggles and the same challenges and the same difficulties mm-hmm. that you do maybe even bigger but they just aren't talking about them they're they're doing this you know motivational bit or whatever you want to call it and and I think I think the world at some level, my personal opinion is the world is tired of that. They're yeah. tired of of the 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 phony kind of everything is perfect and everything is wonderful. It's the it's what I call the social media approach. You know, look look at my house and look at my perfect <laughs> family with but filters, I, I, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not videoing my family when we're screaming at each other. You know, right. <laughs> only when we're all in in perfect smiles. Um, and so, so in today's world, let's face it, it's turbulent. We're mm-hmm. in turbulent times. Uh, so we're dealing with the turbulence too. We all are. But what you have to do is you have to bring yourself back and bring yourself back mm-hmm. and bring yourself back. And the more you do that, the more you habituate that. And then it becomes easier and easier and easier to to come from that place. Yeah. It's so true. And that to me, what you're talking about is that authenticity. I mean, that's a word that keeps getting thrown around, but I think you just demonstrated exactly that because we are all human. That's what connects us 
as well. And when like, when you lean into it, then you feel like other people feel closer to you too, and are willing to help you like pull you out of that too. Um, Cause I was going to, and actually that's exactly what I was going to ask you. Like, what would you say to a person who like, can't pull themselves out of that? Like, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about is kind of like in theory, but are there any exercises that you could recommend or that could, people could do to get out of that? Yes. Well, first of all, I, I don't believe there's no one who can't. Mm-hmm. There's anyone, I should say, who can't. They they believe they can't or they won't. And and that's that's a big difference. And I'm I'm I will never minimize because God knows I know I know pain and I know yeah. suffering. And as a result, I'm a better mentor and teacher because my Zen master said to me once, James, how can you expect to help a suffering world if you've never suffered? You you can't because you're just coming from theory. Mm. You're not coming from experience. And so, so what I would say to that person is, first of all, feel all your feelings. And this is so contrary to, to a lot of personal development. No, be, be happy and positive all the time. Mm-hmm. no. It's like putting a Band-Aid on an open wound. It's mm-hmm. not going to work. Feel all your feelings. You just don't have to act on them. Big yeah. difference. Feel them. Because when I was sitting in solitary confinement, right next to death row, believe it or not, I've had some ugly experiences in life. And when I was sitting in solitary confinement, I was miserable. But I had no windows. I had... I had four walls and a concrete bed with a little mattress on it, no books, nothing mm-hmm. except just me and God. And I had to, there was nowhere to go. I had to sit there and sit in my pain. But you know what I realized? And if I'd have been out in the world, I would have probably distracted myself. You know, I could have picked up my- Numb out, yeah. Yeah, I could have picked up my my smartphone or turn on the TV or turn on some music or- or head sacks or or whatever I, you do, drink some wine. But I couldn't. I had to sit with my pain. And you know what I re- what I promise you? When I tell people this, they often say, well, I'm afraid to do that because I'm afraid I'll never come out. True. You will. Mm-hmm. Because every single thing in this life, and the mystery t- traditions tell us this, all great religions tell us this, in one way, shape, or fashion, are transitory. They're not permanent. They they come and they go. And that's true of pleasure. It's true of pain. And so if you will sit with your pain, what you'll find is as you sit with it and just feel it, eventually it'll dissipate. Mm. And now, now you go, okay, now what, do do? what am I going to do from here? What am I going to do from this moment now that it's dissipated? So that's the first step. It's beautiful. And there's a release that comes with that, you know, that a lot of people don't realize, you know, at the end of my retreat, it's it's funny because I call it a dating retreat, but really in the end, people realize it's, it's not that right. And then at the end I said, what is this? What, what is this about? And they all said, this is about me. Mm. And 
by the end, they were all crying. They were releasing these gremlins they were holding on to for so long, messages they had growing up. And they didn't realize how it was impacting them and their inability also to attract, you know, just a date, a partner, whatever that is. So I love that you just said that, like the, and then feeling the feelings and being okay with that and sitting with it. Cause unless that happens, then you, like, like you said, you're distracting, you're numbing out, and then you're going to attract kind of that superficial or disconnected relationship because of that. That's right. Yeah. And it's most likely going to be a distraction. And, and that's, mm-hmm. that's not a good thing. Distraction yeah. is not a good thing. Um, one of the things that I, I thought when you were speaking, Kimmy, is that, and we know this to be true, you will never, ever have a perfect relationship with another human being until you first and foremost have a perfect relationship with yourself. With yourself. That comes first. Until you know who you are and you can be who you are and with who you are. And here's the Roshark test, um, the litmus test, if you will. And, And this is a tough one, but listen up to the viewers, all right? Here's how you can tell if you like yourself. If you can't sit in your own living room for a minimum of one hour with no computer, no smartphone, no television, no music, no food, no pets, no conversation, no company whatsoever, just you and you for a minimum of one hour. And you can't sleep. And then you have to stay awake. That's right. Thank you. (laughs) And you don't like yourself very much. And if you don't like it to being in your own company, how can you expect anyone else to want to be in your company? And, and so that's the litmus test. You build a relationship with yourself first. Mm -hmm. And Bersaba and I did that too. Both of us are very independent people Mm -hmm. and we both, can spend time alone and be very content and and full with that. And we spend time together and we, you know, we we spend a lot of time together, 24 (laughs) seven, literally we work together. We, we do everything together and we do work in relationships and we, we have some very clear methods that we've employed and utilized for the last 10 years to build into where we are today. But mm-hmm. we literally are together 24 seven and we wouldn't have it otherwise. Most people, you know, a lot of our clients during 2020 went bonkers because mm-hmm. they couldn't go to work and get away from the person they're supposed to love. And they, you know, I, I got to be home with this person. I don't really like this person. Yeah. And, and that's unfortunate. It's really sad. Yeah. And it is about that balance, right? Like being okay with yourself. And because of that, you'll make room for the other person. And I think in that process too, not losing yourself, because that's so important too. Um, first of all, I'd love to hear from you because I was going to ask for parting words of wisdom because I literally could go on and on. You, you, you guys are amazing. Um, I <laughs> yeah, I, but, um, you just said very, very wise words. Um, first of all, but I didn't know if you had any like last words you wanted to share. Last words I wanted to share. Um, no, he ended it so perfectly. I'm not sure what to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like what he said. <laughs> well, I think it's, I, I think coming from, uh, okay. I'll, I'll say it from a woman's perspective to yeah. be able to be in a relationship with a man and not need him. Mm. But want to be with him is so liberating 
and it's possible for a woman to have that kind of relationship with a man. Because I remember in my past relationship, it was like, oh, I need this guy to complete me and make me feel whole as a person. And it's it you can totally have a relationship where you're a complete person by yourself. And then you come together and you create a whole nother unit when you're together. So it's it's um yeah. Is Work that- yourself first. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Amen. Oh my gosh. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on. This was like a super powerful conversation. Um, Is there anything that you wanted to let the viewers know just how to find you and, and please like promote your book? Yeah. Well, we uh, actually, speaking of the book, we have a gift for your viewers um, that we'd love to give to them. Mm -hmm. And my New York times bestseller harmonic wealth and the, the short, layup of that is that when I wrote the book, I I had this big vision to redefine wealth because if you ask 99% of the people what wealth means, they'll say something about money or finances. Mm -hmm. But if you trace the etymology of the word wealth back to its origins, it literally translates as well-being. And so harmonic wealth is harmony and Mm well-being in the five key areas. I call those the five pillars of your life, financial, relational, mental, physical, spiritual. And when those are in harmony, then you're truly wealthy. And so with that, we'd like to give a free copy of of Harmonic Wealth ebook to all of your viewers. And you want to tell them what the sure. link is? They would just go to harmonicsuccess.net forward slash HW dash book. We'll have that in the show notes, people. <laughs> <laughs> just click the link you see, right? Just yeah. click the link that she's posted for you. Yeah. <laughs> w like harmonic wild uh. dash book. Um, <laughs> but in addition to that, we we decided to give you the audio version too, so right. you can listen oh, to amazing. it the treadmill yeah. or in the car. Um, and then finally we we pulled together a, a film crew and we we created a full feature film of um, harmonic wealth and so yeah. we're going to give you also a streaming copy of the yeah. of the film as well so just go to that link that she mentioned and and <laughs> hopefully kimmy has <laughs> what she said see you guys that's good oh thank you so so much it was a pleasure thank it, you for it having was us. a pleasure thank you for having yeah. us And thank you for listening, joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you are falling victim to your challenges, which is affecting your ability to thrive in your love life, hop on a call with me to talk about ways to help you just click the link you see in the show notes along with that other link that they were talking about. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now. Hey, before you head out of here, how are you feeling listening to this episode? I'm sure there's some things that you're thinking about that are coming up for you. And there are a lot of folks who are stuck in feeling insecure when it comes to dating. 
How are you feeling? Does this happen also in other parts of your life? I always talk about what shows up in one area often leaks into others. And that's why I am inviting you to join me for my upcoming interactive workshop called The First Impression Makeover. It's your crash course in finding your personal style, mastering body language, making unforgettable impressions, and feeling empowered with dating and I really want to help you. So my workshop is happening very soon and spots are like really filling up quickly. So go to www.stophatingdating.com to claim your spot. And I really want you to feel sexy, confident, and excited about dating again, or maybe it's even for the first time. And most of all, having fun doing it. And if you're not having fun, you definitely need to come to this. I can't wait to see you at this First Impression Makeover Workshop. Sign up now by clicking stophatingdating.com. You will see that link in the show notes as well. And let's do this.